The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong. As she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan, and I'm so glad you could join me today. As you probably know, we're here each and every week, 3 o'clock Eastern. And you're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending out there, the woman. Well, first up, I want to talk a little bit about um, how a voice broadcast service is helping a shoe company reach female consumers. I get this newsletter each and every week. It's from Marketing to Women Group, which is m2w.biz. You need to check it out. Um, I'm on their email list, and I get a lot of insight on how different companies are reaching their female target. Well, there is a New York store called Dave the Dew Guy. Love that. And what woman doesn't really love shoes after all? So he's got a built-in woman magnet already with his product. But what he's doing is awfully interesting. He is Dave, the, the guy, the shoe guy, of course, is sending out a voice message via cell phones. And he's letting his clients or potential customers know about what might be available the following morning at his store. The idea, of course is that he's going to drive people to his store right away and in droves. Well, according to Dave Sheehan, the shoe guy, they had their Super Bowl blowout sale. <clears throat> he sent a message out over call fire, that's the system that he uses, to his customers at 8.30 that morning on Super Bowl Sunday. And more than 100 shoe lovers lined up in front of their shoe store in 20-degree weather. They ended up selling more than $150,000 in shoes that day, and he's crediting the system called Call Fire. And in fact, he says it's been a blessing during really rough times. His business has grown by leaps and bounds. In fact, he says about 20% year over year because he's able to get this information into the hands of his target customer very, very quickly and simply. So you might want to check out Call Fire. It's done a lot for Dave the Shoe Guy and uh, could do a lot for you. Now, that's one way to get your message out. The other, of course, is word of mouth marketing. There are many, many, many ways to get your message out, but word of mouth is one of them. And I'm sure that Call Fire has helped word of mouth uh, for Dave the Shoe Guy as well. Um, according to the FTC now, they are going to be delving a little bit deeper into testimonials and endorsements. According to the Word of Mouth Marketing Association, the FTC is reviewing and will likely adopt 
what would hold companies liable for untruthful statements made by bloggers and users of social networking sites who receive samples of their products. Now, you probably are aware out there that a lot of companies court these bloggers because they're highly influential and are able to reach their target demographic, and oftentimes they will provide them products. Now, of course, we always expect that those bloggers are going to be transparent about what companies have given them items and are going to have truthful statements. Well, according to the FTC, they don't necessarily think this is always happening, and they want to make sure that the companies are liable for what is said by bloggers and users of social networking sites. It will change our approach, uh, very much like uh, videotape has been changed by the FTC, and it's all about truth and advertising. So, really interesting stuff. So, word of mouth, lots of good tools out there to help stimulate that, like call fire. At the same time, uh, we want to be careful about what we say and make sure we're always transparent and always truthful. Well, our target today, our purse profile today is the target trendsetter. Now, as you know, those of you who listen on a regular basis, we always try to take a specific consumer segment that seems to be in line with our guest of the week and dive a little bit deeper on who she is. Well, this is a mom. Uh, There's about 9 million of them out there. They make about 90000 a year. They're married. They're A quarter of them are homemakers. Nearly 40% have graduated from college. And they consider themselves incredibly hopeful and entrepreneurial. They put their family first, and they're always shopping. They're looking for great fashions. Uh, they're looking for brands and novelty, but they are seeking out deals and not brands. They head to the clearance rack when they enter a store. They will buy from non-specific stores strictly based on price, and I'm sure this has gone up in recent months with the decrease in the economy. They do um, go into stores because of coupons, even if they've never been in a store before. And they do shop for specials and bargains. Their children do influence where they shop and how they shop. And their home is a huge priority to um, their shopping. So in other words, they're out there looking for ways to improve their home. Um, And they want to do it in a creative yet economical way. Now, she's out there shopping at Land's End, Old Navy, Gap, Dress Barn, Nine West. Um, She's buying cosmetics like MAC, Lancome, Maybelline. She's driving Volkswagen, Honda, GMC, and Volvo. And when it comes to designers, she loves Tommy Hilfiger um, and Gloria Vanderbilt. Now, if you're a marketer, how do you want to be in front of our target trendsetter? Well, of course, she's reading parenting magazines because, remember, her family is incredibly important to her. So she's reading publications like Family Fun, Parenting, Parents, Real Simple, Red Book, First for Women. She is online a lot. Um, She's online at Disney, iVillage, CBS.com, MSNBC.com, Yellow Pages, and Cool Savings. And she's watching a lot of cable, too, HGTV, Disney, Nick. ABC Family, E! Lifetime, and Food Network. Well, my guest for this program, Brandy Shigley of Fashion Denver. Now, Brandy, you may recall, and maybe you've heard of her B. Shigley Designs. She's been internationally recognized for her handbags, and she's been featured in English publications as Lucky Magazine, Asia Pacific Arts Magazine, San Diego Magazine, and uh, has also been called out as a top up-and-comer for 2001. Now, uh, while Brandy still is out there creating her masterpieces, she's also running Fashion Denver, where she works with local designers, artisans, boutique owners, and others in the field of creation, really trying to help them connect with their community 
and enhance their business skills. So we're going to be talking to Brandy about influencing those influencers and what connecting with the community can do for your business when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with Referback.com. They've shown me how to... Referback.com show me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit referback.com. XYZ in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, yo, pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agree that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866XY7Pays. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. First Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I am so excited to have Brandy Shigley of Fashion Denver on the show today. She describes herself as a dreamer and a doer. Brandy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. You know, um, I have been a, a huge fan of your purse designs for quite some time. And, you know, you've built such a huge career and you were barely out of your 20s, even if you are out of your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> um, you launched your own small business. You've grown it into a huge success. Can you talk a little bit about the experience of launching your business? Yeah. Actually, I never meant to really have a business. It was just something that I discovered that I was so passionate about. And so it was really a matter of taking that passion and doing something with it. Um, so I started making handbags. And the next thing I knew, I was like, what should I do with all of these handbags? I know, I'll sell them at my friend's pool party. And that was kind of the beginning of um, B. Shigley Designs. Uh, isn't that just a wonderful approach? I'll just, hey, I'll just sell them. You know, I think you probably approached it uh, rever- in reverse. I think a lot of people wonder how can they make money, and then they go up out and set out to do just that. But you were really following a passion, weren't you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't expect it to turn into a business. So when it did turn into a business, it was kind of the exact um, opposite reaction where suddenly I had this business coming at me and I had to actually learn how to have a business. Whereas a lot of people, when they are building their businesses, they're like, okay, this is what I'd like to do and this is how I'm going to turn it into a business where my business was kind of accidentally started because I was passionate and obsessed with making handbags, buying handbags, and sharing my handbags with with whoever would like to adopt them. (laughs) Yeah, well, and obviously your passion has paid off. And, in fact, your bags are really unique. Um, I know when I uh, first learned about them, you you were talking about how the bag had a name, a story. You know, you put them up for adoption. And, in fact, it it really was a very personal purchase on the part of the woman who, who bought that bag. Do you think that had a lot of... Um, impact on how successful you were? I absolutely do think that it had an impact. For me, I know that when I'm buying a piece of art or um, a piece of fashion that somebody's created, I want to know what was inspired by that design and why that design came about. And me, I was adopted. I, I was born in the Philippines, and so I, I kind of play off of that being adopted. And by choosing your handbag, you're you're inviting this this accessory into your life. And I think it just makes it a lot more personable for, for people to kind of have that emotional attachment to something that's not just, oh, hey, here's a bag, but, hey, here's crazy Uncle Harry. He'll take you out on the town and to your favorite hot spot. So it's just a way to kind of add character and personality to an inanimate object. Oh, and I think it it really says a lot to the person who purchases that bag because we often... I, I know a lot of people say what I wear is kind of a reflection of who I am. And so with the case with your with your bag mm-hmm. thought about me. And if you were to choose to turn around and, and offer that bag as a gift, you know, that really becomes quite a personalized gift. Now, I know that your business grew from that pool party, which I guess you ended up selling quite a few bags there, um, to now just many, many people who have come to know and love you know, the Bishigli designs. How important was that initial word of mouth and your ongoing word of mouth among women who have found your bags and love them so much? I think the word of mouth is one of the best ways to really get your name out there. And by having these personalized bags and by girls saying, like, oh, my gosh, I just got this custom design bag from Brandy. You can do it, too. Just go over to her studio, and she'll kind of check out what your personality is like and create something for you. It's, it's again, that personalization, that creating a character out of an inanimate object that makes people want to talk. Therefore, that's what kind of differentiates you from other people. It's, it's again, bringing in that personal story that, will inspire the word of mouth. You know, it's like when you hear about somebody doing something really fantastic, you tell all your friends about it because it inspired you, it intrigued you, it motivated you to learn more about this person or to purchase their project product. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know, too, with you, you not only engaged your consumer, the person who bought your bag, and then they loved it so much that they told 10 people, and they told 10 people, but you really rolled up your sleeves and pitched yourself to the media. I think it takes a lot of, oh, I don't know, uh, 
enthusiasm and passion and commitment to go pitch yourself to the Rocky Mountain News, but that's exactly what you did. Exactly. It's funny. I was I had just started B. Shigley Designs. I was sitting in my English class, and I was talking to my friend Rodney, and I was saying, you know, I really want to let Suzanne Brown, the fashion editor of the Rocky Mountain News at the time, now she's with the Denver Post, know about my handbags, but she's not going to care about me. She doesn't know who I am. I'm just a girl in my dining room making bags. And my friend Rodney was like, Brandy, you never know until you try. So it was kind of like it just took that one person to help me realize, like, hey, just at least try. So um, I wrote to Suzanne, and I said, hey, I'm addicted to making handbags, and I just started this business. Check out my handbags and check out the different characters of bags that you can adopt. And um, she she read my little blurb, saw my website, and wrote to me um, pretty much right away to come in for an interview. And it was I was ecstatic. I was just like, what? I'm just... I'm just a regular girl in my dining room making bags. And so it was getting over that mentality of, oh, no one's going to care about me. Nobody knows who I am. But really just taking that risk and putting yourself out there. And so I did that. I went down for that interview. And I remember I was I stuffed my bicycle baskets full of handbags just riding down through the city like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm having an interview with a fashion editor. <laughs> and um, the article ended up ended up coming out the following Sunday in the Sunday paper. And that day, about an hour after I had seen the article, I checked my email, and right away I had about 20 new handbag orders. And that's it was at that moment where I was like, uh-oh, like, I have to make 20 <laughs> handbags. And so this article ended up being syndicated in papers all across the United States. And that, that seed... Um, is what ended up growing into a snowball effect of press. So, like, Fox 31 News saw the Rocky Mountain News and 5280 Magazine saw the Fox 31. And so over years, and it still continues to grow, it, it, it's a constant um, snowball effect of, of media. But it is because I planted that one seed with Suzanne Brown that spawned many more articles to come. Absolutely. You, you never know until you try, and that is exactly um, the words of wisdom that has, have paid off for you. And I know that you also feel pretty strongly that doing what you love and loving what you do is really the key to not only your success, but can be the key to many other people's success. Do you, do you feel that it's really that simple, and especially in this day and age with the economy being what it is, and some of us feeling that perhaps we don't have the luxury of going to do what we love do, do you feel like that's something that's still attainable for people? Absolutely. Um, whether or not you have this big dream that might not seem obtainable right away, attainable right away, there's always some way to at least get involved and start moving towards that dream. So um, a lot of times when I'm lecturing at a college, I'll just say, hey, you want to be a designer, you want to be a buyer, get involved with people that are around our own community doing what it is that you love because that's going to help you be inspired and help you kind of see what it takes to actually do what you love. So maybe right away you don't just start this big business, but you fully inch your way into the direction of doing what you love in ways that it is attainable, um, even if it's just by, by hanging around people that inspire you um, that are doing what you want to do and that can teach you lessons on 
on what it is that they're doing to help you figure out if that is really what you want to do. And I definitely live by that motto, do what you love, love what you do, because what's the point? You know, you don't want to spend spend like 40 hours a week doing things that that don't inspire, that don't make you happy, that don't motivate you, that aren't allowing you to be who you are. So, okay, let's say you do have like you work 30 hours a week doing a job that maybe you don't like that much. Well, at least make time and spend 10 to 15 hours doing something that you do love because when you incorporate what you actually love doing into your daily life, it makes your maybe your mundane job way more exciting because you have that balance of being passionate about something. And and really, that that's what it all comes down to in my mind is just being passionate about doing something. And by by having that passion to do something, you're just motivated to really live each day and make a new adventure out of each day. Mm-hmm. Well, and you said yourself that you loved making handbags, and you just mm-hmm. woke up one day and said, oh, well, I might be able to sell these. I mean, so would you recommend that people really consider what it is that they do love to do? Because I, I would say that a lot of people probably don't take the time to sit down and really think about that. I mean, they're so incredibly busy that they probably know that they're dissatisfied but haven't taken the time to really analyze it. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with just being afraid to take take a risk, being afraid to jump out of your comfort zone. Um, when it comes to figuring out what it is that you love, oftentimes we know what we love. Like when I was in second grade, I was making paper purses. Um, we had this thing called Fred, free reading every day, and we could read, write, draw, and I would set up a little fort with my trapper keeper so no one could see what I was doing, and I would cut up paper purses and go out on recess and tell everybody I was the purse police. Now, it's that passion that I had when I was nine years old that is is still in me that obviously inspired me to create real bags and paper went to fabric and no longer was it glue that was holding the handles on, but it was an actual sewing machine. Um, I think it's really just exploring what we know that we love that's right in front of our eyes, but maybe we d- we've just forgotten that we loved that. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Exactly. And oftentimes things can... I mean, we grow up, different things inspire different experiences, which inspire different new passions. And I'm always, I'm always kind of figuring out new things to be passionate about. But it's, it's something that you can easily figure out um, just by getting a little pot of tea and having your journal and sitting out in the sun and just listing all of these ideas and passions that you have. And really, any idea or passion can turn into a business in some way or another. Well, and you've not only taken your passion to a business with your handbag business, but now you're involved with Fashion Denver. And we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I would love for you to share um, how you've kind of approached the Fashion Denver um, business, if you will, and how you've helping young designers market their designs to their target consumers. That's when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. 
Hey, have you got that number for Cherry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Hey, you're listening to First Strings. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm joined today by Brandy Shigley of Fashion Denver. And Brandy is a self-described dreamer and doer. We've been talking a lot about starting your own business and how women and their word-of-mouth efforts took Brandy's handbag business really through the roof. And now, Brandy, you're helping young designers engage. Their customers do the same thing for them. Now, you have positioned yourself really as an expert, and you are an expert. You founded Fashion Denver by creating a fashion community community in Denver. Can you talk a little bit about how important community engagement is when developing a business? Absolutely. Community is is key to being an entrepreneur and to creating a business because the, our community are the people who drive our economy. They're the people who are creating and doing and um, supporting. And so if you if you don't engage yourself in the community, it's like you're shutting yourself off from from your nearest surroundings. So um, yeah, Fashion Denver. I started Fashion Denver as a way to really give exposure and promote um, the local designers that we have here in Denver. It's amazing how many people don't even realize all of the amazing talent that we have here in Denver. Um, so with Fashion Denver, every season I produce a big fashion market where you can just come and shop through over 25 local designers. There's fashion shows all day, and it's an opportunity for the fashion um, creators and designers and doers and dreamers in the industry to get to know the other 
creative dreamers and doers and designers in the community, which therefore just grows the community even bigger. It's like when you when you meet people that are doing something similar to you, you want to grow as a community and you want you want to even expand your horizons and it's like the more designers and creators that you have, the more powerful it becomes within our city. Yeah, and I do think that people react very strongly to companies that are demonstrating a commitment to community. I mean, I feel like that that's almost become something that consumers look for. Do you get the sense that um, people who are coming to Fashion Denver and frequenting the designers are looking for that kind of community connection? Absolutely. Definitely. These are people who are going to the independent boutiques and the independent coffee shops and going to art shows and really getting to know the creators of our city. You know, you talk a lot about, about you know, just being out there, getting involved, rolling up your sleeves, just jumping in, taking a chance, really as being the, the best form of exposure. Um, but I would assume that, you know, you're only one woman, although you have a ton of energy and passion, <laughs> but you do have to pick your places. What, what do you suggest for people who want to get in front of the right women purchaser? Where, where should they be? Where should they start? They should start being in the places where their purchasers are going to be. So let's say if it was kind of the society women. Where are those society women going? They're going to fancy openings and nice restaurants. Maybe that's not quite the good ex- a good mm-hmm. example. But um, understanding where your, tar- your target market hangs out is really where you want to be. So for me, I know that the people who come to the Fashion Denver events hang out at the cool little hip coffee shops. I know that they hang out at the independent boutiques. I know that they're hanging out at record shops. I know that they're on campus. So it's it's being in those specific places. And it's not necessarily that you need to be there because it's obviously very difficult to be a bunch of places at once, but have flyers for your event or have flyers for your business where people who are going to be at those places can see, can see you know, there's a, there's a chance that they're going to look at that flyer and say, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. I didn't know about this. So whether it's you or whether it's a business card or an invitation, get those out to the places that your clientele and that your target market is going to hang out. And even if it's, if it's online, like what are the online magazines that you think your, your demographic would read? Find, find those websites and magazines and see if there's some way to cross-promote with them and get exposure um, on those, those means of, of, what am I trying to say? Yeah, that, that you want to end up being in the media or at the materials. outlets where people are going to be reading, and I, I absolutely agree with that approach. Um, you know, Brandy, we've run out of time, but I want to say thank you so much for being on. I think your personal story is incredibly motivating, and you're obviously incredibly passionate about what you do, and and I'm sure you've inspired others to um, do what they love and love what they do. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on this interview. 
Oh, absolutely. And for those people out there who want to learn more about Brandy and Fashion Denver and Brandy's many, many other initiatives, you want to check out bshigley.com. That's B-S-H-I-G-L-E-Y.com. So thanks so much for my producer, George, uh, helming another great show. And join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings right here at 3 o'clock Eastern. I'll be speaking with the folks from She Hive, Betsy Perez, who's the creative director there, and Heidi Mossbach, the director of client services. And we're going to be talking about marketing strategies during this economic climate and what you can do to connect with women right now. Until then, make it a great one. <laughs>